Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. I've been really, really feeling it. About to bust a move or a show. Let me get it. If you really Here we are, North Carolina, Charlotte, the amazing queen city, live and in person. Eric Beck, our master coach and CEO of Expert Ownership, is with us. We always love having him because today we're going to talk about the habits of highly successful entrepreneurs. I use the word highly successful. I completely ripped that. But it's the habits of successful entrepreneurs. And and so we want to talk about these things. And now Jason and I, for years, we've talked about and we've taught our kids, you're a thermostat, you're not a thermometer, right? In other words, you don't just reflect the culture, you control the culture. You're a producer, not a consumer. You don't just sit there and take, 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 take. No, you produce, you got to do things. And so these are things that we've talked about. You're a cul-de-sac, or you're, excuse me, you're a conduit, not a cul-de-sac. In other words, you don't just receive the blessings of God, but you want to be a blessing for God. Yeah. So these you are eat, things, those you, are traits, but you, not habits. Yeah, you eat sourdough bread, you don't eat white bread. You know, little what? things like that. That That's matter. the dumbest thing I have ever heard. <laughs> no, but see, what we want to focus on in this podcast episode is we don't want to go the, the route of the seven habits of highly effective people, which is fantastic, really good. where it's like begin with the end in mind. You know, if you want to change, you need to change your paradigm. That's all awesome stuff. What we want to do is get down into brass tacks. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what we want so to do. So let's talk about a habit. There are different habits that we've had over the years, and Jason, you've had some really bad habits, but you do actually have <laughs> one good habit that I think no, we should I have more we than should. one habit. Okay, well, let's just start with one. Okay? okay, would you just hush for a second? Okay, we're going to start with one. I want you to tell people about what you do with books because I've actually oh. ran into another very successful dude who's got a killer company. His wife's a commentator, and <laughs> he does the same thing. And I thought, wow, that's kind of rare. You talk about my buddy Tanner? Yeah. Oh, he's going to love hearing that. Yes. He's a beast. Yeah, he's one of the only guys I've ever met that does this, but I started doing this a long time ago, and I and I really do think it helps entrepreneurs, and here's why. Well, let me give you what the habit, and then I'll yeah, tell you why. Yeah, dude, okay. what, this is ridiculous. Right. Tell them the habit. Zip your trap. All right. Okay, I outline books. All right, boys. All right, there you go. All right, let's focus. That's he it. outlines books. I read <laughs> Thanks, a book. Eric. I read a book, and then I go along with it in Evernote, and when I say I read a book, I may listen to that book yep. on Audible, uh, or I may read it. But what I do is I put down like the chapter numbers in my in my Evernote, and then I actually outline the bullet points for that particular chapter. And the reason I do that is because I can go back on my iPhone, I can highlight everything that that I wrote down in a note, and I can have it read read back to me. So I will have gone through that book. 20 and 30 times if it's a really good book like like a book like essentialism or something like that where i've got the chapters written down i've got bullet points and then i never have to go back and reread that book and i never even have to read my notes i have the notes read to me i'll literally sit out by the pool with tori throw the ear pods in and in 12 minutes i will have had a book read back to me through my iphone that's awesome. of my own notes yeah that I read four years ago and it just, it reminds me of everything that I read. And until you've tried that, you have mm. no idea what you're missing because when you're reading content, yes, you, you retain like what less than 5%. 5%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But then when you read that content and you write something down, yep. 
you're going to retain it even more. When you read it and write it and then read it again, you're going to retain it even more. And then when you actually think about what it is, That's right. and you're going back and you're listening to it again and then again and again. Now, I don't do this with every book. I've done it with 65 books. Oh, my gosh. But those that's, are books that's that awesome. are all like really, really good books. And and now I can, within a 10 to 12-minute period, I can get I can reread the book just through my notes, and it has helped me retain information. And I've, I can literally go back and, and see certain ideas that I had in business that propelled me forward simply because I, I read this book. I had it read back to me. Yes. And it reminded me of something. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. That reminds me of this, which reminds me of this. And it, it's helped me build the business. Which which actually, because if you're going to be an expert owner, and what by expert owner, we're talking about kingdom believer, warrior in the that's marketplace. Right, and right. it's not just, you're not just making money so you can walk off a jet slowly and have social media brag about you. We're actually talking about being the hands and feet of Jesus in our cities. So one of the most important things as entrepreneurs and business owners is we want to be used by God in the marketplace. So there will come a time when we will be tapped on the shoulder to lead. And it probably will involve whether writing or speaking, being on a podcast, yeah. on a stage. And so this habit that Jason has, has been very effective for him when he actually speaks. Mm-hmm. So he can very quickly, okay, what's the event? What's the theme? And he can run right back through it. Now, I do it a little bit different. So I'm not. How do you how do you do it, David? How do you do it? Well, number one, here's, he doesn't read books. I do <laughs> read. Books. He lets you read the book and tell him about it. That's that? a, just give me the cliff notes, <laughs> he dude. Wants my cliff notes. So yeah. I'm still old school with my Bible specifically. I've got multiple Bibles in my office that I've gone through over the years. Yeah, I'm on my thirty thirty fifth year. Yeah, so I'm forty. I'll be forty seven here in a few weeks, and. And, and I write, I write extensively and I open up my laptop and I'll have a comment. I'll have a couple of commentaries on logos. I think every entrepreneur needs to invest in logos. That's the logo the, software. It's the yeah. software that's online. It is amazing. And it's all the Bible commentaries. It's everything you can imagine on scripture. And it's what the, it's what the theologians, it's what the seminary professors and everybody use. They use logos. And, and I think that's an investment. You run your business by it. You make that investment. It's like, why would I, as a business guy, invest in logos, two grand or whatever it is now? It's like, well, because I open it up and I'm reading my Bible, making notes, but I've got Tony Evans' commentary open, Warren Wiersbe's commentary open, Matthew Henry's commentary, and I can just click a button, click the verse. Yeah, what do they like, say? About wow, this? what yes. is that verse? Like, I, you know, I've been struggling with this in my family or my in, in the marketplace and that verse seems to apply, but does it really? What's the context? And I can jump into here. That's been huge for me. Now, I know Jason does the same thing, but I I actually jumped into Blinkist for a while, and I liked the way that Blinkist summarized things. The problem was is Blinkist was going so woke with a lot of their content, they weren't putting some of the but good Blinkist stuff Blinkist gives you their own summaries, and so it's good. I, I subscribe Instead to of being an aggregate well. of yeah. other people's. Instead of me reading my reading the book myself and put, making it into my own notes oh, yeah. yep. and then having it read back to me. It's a lot harder to do that, yeah. but it helps me retain. But I do, I do the Blinkist thing as well. Yeah. So, so that, that, that was, okay. Good. So, so anyway, the, the, what we're really trying to get here is, you know, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 27. And that's, that's, what's really important. It says this, a lazy man does not roast his prey, but the precious possession of a man is diligence. Mm-hmm. And I believe we have to be as kingdom entrepreneurs, diligent with our faith to truly focus. It doesn't say read God's word and be transformed. Study, be diligent to study, like take it in, think about it, meditate upon it. Well, own it. 
Oh, okay. There this you is go. what I'm hearing you guys say is this, this is the process of someone who's going to own the information they're given so they can operationalize that. And that's what you're doing. You know, it's yeah. just not getting the information and it's entertaining or it's a good idea, but it's like, Hey, if I'm getting this, I'm going to take the time to be sure that I can take this into battle with me. Mm. You know, I mean, this is the, you know, as a teacher, my, my first job was a teacher and you know, that that's incredible that someone would take that ownership of their le learning. We talked about that, you know, about the, the onus being on the student versus the onus being on the, the teacher. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jason, your habit is to say, I'm going to take this information and I'm going to use technology in such a way that I can operationalize this. And then what happens is when you're in that next situation, like some that you described, you have things at your fingertips that oh, people yeah. who don't do this will be like, Oh, what was that thing? Yes. And then it's just not really available for them, you yeah. know? And, and I feel like that's like, it's not only just ownership of your learning, but it's also stewardship of your time. You know, the yeah. time that you're taking with that book is precious, you know, and as we all get older, it becomes more and more obvious. Okay. You know, the clock is certainly ticking and I'm responsible for how I'm using this time. Yeah. And I would look at you 10 Xing your time. If somebody, like you said, if somebody just read a book or they just heard a book, you know, what is the return on investment on that? Yeah. But if you did all the things that you're doing, it's like now, not only do you retain it, you can teach it, you can improvise with it. You can adapt it to situations. To me, it's like, you're really walking in fully warmed up yeah. And ready to go for, yeah. for that idea. And you know, that might be a little overwhelming for some entrepreneurs listening to this, but our goal with this podcast was to just give you a few little habits that we got, like, you know, whether you want to use it or not. So I just shared one habit that I've got. I've got another one, but maybe I can share it after. No, you, dude, you're getting you know, too much credit. <laughs> you need to share, said, share a bad habit or something. I said I was going to let Eric share with what you got. Okay. I'll, got share, I'll share one. Habit. I will. I will. I think that, you know, there's a lot that goes into managing the, the change in culture and the change in technology, right? So if we look at what makes us healthy as human beings, our relationships, our thought life, all the things that go into it, I think you can't overlook the influence of technology. Yeah. And I think that technology in the main is moving us forward, you know, but then there is the nefarious use of, of stealing attention yeah. and fragmenting attention that really does just line up with what the enemy has always done. You know, he's always tried to make us afraid. And so one of the things I feel like is really important for us is to look at the seasons and cycles that God has built in. So we have the cycle and the seasons. So think about the moon. So we have a lunar cycle and it takes 28 days and some change. We have the solar cycle, which happens in a single day. We have the, the four seasons, seasons, you know, and all that, right? And it says that in the Old Testament. It says that uh, winter and summer, spring and fall, these will never pass away. That's when I get a never in scripture, it's like, this will never change. It's like, whoa, that's something yeah. to pay attention to. So one of the habits that I've developed is to say, when is it the season for productivity and go, go, go? And when is it the season for reflection? Mm -hmm. And I like to do this in a daily cycle. I think reflecting in the morning is key. And we've talked about that a lot, but Rachel and I have, have implemented with our family what we call a digital sunset. So that's your habit, the digital yeah, sunset. The digital okay. sunset like is that. It. That's all the prologue. How's right? it Thank work? you. Walk us, walk us through <laughs> it. Exactly. So essentially it means if it's got a power button, it's going to go off at about 7 p.m. Wow. Whoa, that's uh, early. I don't want to see the screen, not because of the content of the screen, yeah. but we'll just get you know scientific here for a second. I don't want to see the blue light. Yeah. Because that, when, I turn, the, blue light. Yeah, when yeah. I turn the screen on, it says to my body and my brain through Wake my up. eyes, it's noon. 
Yeah. It is noon. It's that exact, hey, let's get stuff done. And that's why when we turn the screen on, there's a little bit of a dopamine hit wow. and there's that energy. And my body needs to be going into rest and digest. My spirit needs to be going into rest and digest, right? Yeah. And so in that evening time is time to reflect on the day. It's time to ask God, what did happen today? You know, mm -hmm. this is what we were all aiming at. How did I do? What did I miss? You know, what, what needs to be done? And then also that time to just hear and listen to my family and be available for yeah. them. You That's know, good. just a presence. So I think that digital sunset around seven o'clock, it's not, you know, legalistic, like it's seven o'clock, you go snatch everybody's devices. It's a great rule of thumb though. It helps. And I it didn't really even helps. realize that, that that blue light, you're exactly right. It does wake you up. Mm -hmm. It does. So I, I like that. The digital sunset. Okay. So, so I, I want, shared a habit. Hey, okay, you want me to share a quick habit? Come on, man. Yeah, but okay, well, you don't I don't know if this habit. is a habit. It's just kind of something that I, I do. And Jason copied me. I didn't copy <laughs> But it has to do with money. So Jason and I, and I won't walk through all the details, but we decided very Just early give me your on. habit. And then, then give me the. Okay, the so I, well, we have a corporate donation account and a yeah. personal donation account. That's and actually it's good. actually idea. worked really well. I, I, for almost 20 years now, I've seen this. So Jason and I will tithe corporately. Okay. And then after we take our salaries or take disbursements, I'll take that and throw it into my, yeah, I tithe again off of that, but I tithe it into my personal donation account. So I've already tithed to my church and, but I've got so many other things I want to do as an entrepreneur. I don't want to just load it all up at my church. And I think that I, as, as entrepreneurs, we have to be good stewards of this. So I, I came up, I remember talking with my wife and I said, you know, we need to, we need to do this. I just don't want to always just push it over to the church. I want to be the church and actually help Yes. The widows yeah. and the orphans and the poor. And I want yes. to be able to do this. I don't care if I get a tax write-off for it or not, yes. right? They didn't have tax-exempt status in the early church, and yet they gave very generously. And yeah. I believe yes. we have to get back to that. Yes. And I believe God will bless that. And That's I've right. seen him bless it. Not just, well, I make more money now. No, I'm talking about like blessing. It says, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Yeah. My wife and I, and now my kids, we have been so refreshed because we set up this donation account. So... I have a, a general account, which my salary and any disbursements go into my personal general account. Then I push out to an operating account, which is where my wife operates the home, mm -hmm. which is awesome. It's great. She's always hitting me for more cash, but whatever. <laughs> we'll pay some, her more, some, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I kind of try to hold that uh, brownie points. Anyway, sorry, going the wrong direction. So here I am sitting there pushing money over into the operating account. Then, of course, like everybody, we have a savings account investment account, which whether it's stocks and trading or whatever you want it to be, mine's real estate. I just push a little money over there, you know, just let that grow over time. But then I have a donation account and I'm always pushing money there. And it has, I've gotten to the point now to where by God's amazing grace, there's always more money in my donation account than any other account that I have. Mm, yeah. It just has grown yeah. over time. Yeah. And Jason has hijacked that for me. No, he, he started this early as well. But now we've been in business so long now that where we can go in and really make decisions very quickly. I don't have to sit there and pontificate. Well, can I do this? Can I not? It's like, no, we do it. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And, and now my kids know about it. Yeah. And my son will call me like just the other day. He's like, Hey dad, I'm in Nashville. And could you help hook a couple of these guys up? Their family's really struggling. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'll transfer the money right over. Yeah. And it's their donation account. Cause it's our family account. That's so And great. But I, here's what I did learn. I learned a bad, I learned a tough lesson. I used to just, you know, I'm in control. So I could just, hey, yeah, no, we'll take care of it. But now I actually, hey, babe, 
Oh, there you go. Right. That's if right. I do not ask her and right. I do not go with what she says, that's right. Then I'm being a bully and I'm taking over and I'm not doing it God's way. So yeah. my wife controls it now. Well, her and I both together, yeah. but it's been amazing. Yeah. That has been probably one well, of the best habits that we've is. had as a family. It, it's scriptural, it which, is. which is the scripture, you know, I mean, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. That's right. storehouse. That's and, right. we, and we're the storehouse, right. right? It's not just a church building. That's right. We are the temple and it's our responsibility to disseminate that, you know, the, our, what we need to give in those finances to the right people at the right time. And our church should be a part of that. A hundred percent. And, uh, but, but when you test the Lord in that and mm-hmm. you're, you're tithing and you're double tithing and you're triple tithing and you're giving offerings and all those things, man, oh my gosh, it's amazing, Eric. Well, let me ask you guys for someone who's like, Hey, you know, that sounds amazing, but I don't, don't do anything like that. How could I get started? How, what was the, the first process for that? Is yeah. it like automated that it goes in places? Are you yeah. making decisions? And then the second question that I have for you guys is tell us what it feels like to have really kind of broken the back of mammon mm. where that money is almost in a sense pre-spent sure. and there's already a decision about where it, it goes. It is so amazing to get that feeling and to obey God because obedience is better than sacrifice and you can really be passionate about the Lord and all these other things, but obedience is so much better than sacrifice and to break the back of that. It says where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. If your treasure stays with you, guess where your heart is mm. with you, mm. it's me, myself, up. and I, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it is bound up in selfishness. But when your treasure goes to your church and your treasure goes to the needy people in your community, it's like you don't have to sit there and drill all the wells in Africa. That's great. Mm-hmm. Give to some of those ministries that do that. But God put you in a certain neighborhood. He put you at a certain gym, yeah. at a grocery store that you hit a few times a week, right? There are people right there that you can spot bless. There are servers at restaurants that you frequent more than once. You can spot bless. Yeah, hook like, them up with a hundred dollar bill. Hook them yeah. up. And, and, and so the cool thing to, to, to get started, number one, the way that Jason and I did it, even before we started our business and we, we, by God's grace, had a great mom and dad that really taught us these things. And so we learned from them. A lot of people don't have that. And so if you don't have that, it's okay. It's in the Bible. Trust me. And take our, take our word for it. This is amazingly liberating. Whatever you make in your salary, what, what Jason and I do is we just push that over to the church. Now, if you get a bonus, if you get a gift, or you get something like that, something special, mm-hmm. just separate, uh, separate that out as a separate donation account, right? And just push that into your donation account and let that thing grow. And it's $20 here, $100 there. Oh my gosh, that was $1,000. Wow, my company's really growing, or I got a big bonus. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, uh, I was in a big church one time, I'll never forget, and this was years ago. And the pastor stood up and said, we need to take up a collection for this lady that was in our church. Her husband had passed away a few weeks earlier. We need to buy her a van. And I remember most people were like, oh, that is so sweet. I was infuriated. I was like, are you kidding me? And I literally, am, I didn't pull up my banking, online banking, but I'm like, do you know how much money we've been putting in this place? Like, what, what's up? Like, how much more Starbucks do we need to buy? How many more golf, mm. like, how many more meetings do you need to have at, like, this cool swanky hotel off-site so that the staff can be freed up? And it's like, well, you got widows that are in need, and why are we taking up a collection? Why do we as the church, sorry, I'm getting all fuming. It's okay. Why do we not have yeah. the reserves Come on. 
to be taking care of these folks. So that's when I, that is when I went home to my wife and said, babe, we're taking matters into our own hands. I will tithe off my salary and then all the rest, anything else that I do is going to be going into a donation account. And that was the best decision I ever made. So yeah. important because what you did, just, just like you did, Jason, where you were like, Hey, I'm, I'm reading these books and I'm going to do something to be accountable for my learning and, and appropriating this knowledge. You're like, hey, this is wrong. Why do we have to take up an extra offering for this person in need? We should be standing ready to meet the need. And both of you guys took action. Yeah. You know, you you be like, this is what I see. I'm going to move. I'm sure it wasn't perfect the first time. No. But, but just, I just want to encourage everybody, if you're hearing this right now, move, take action. It's not complicated. It doesn't have to be mystical. But also, when you hear people like David and Jason speak or other leaders that you might be inspired by, don't go into, well, they're just so talented. No. Or God is just really showing them favor. You know what? I'd like to just pull the, the screen back on the Wizard of Oz and say, <laughs> yep, it's, you know, you can say all those things and God has given us gifts and that's all true. But I tell you what, it is diligence. It is work. It is yeah. effort. It that's is right. owning. It's expert ownership. Can can I give you one more little habit that I think will help entrepreneurs with where they are right this very minute? Yeah. And it's just a very simple habit. You have to have a note-taking system for your ideas. Yes. Period. Come on. Okay, so I've got the, the Notes app on my iPhone. I've also got Evernote. But when it comes to David and I have this idea or this, um, this, this new initiative that we want to be a part of, I will open up a new note in iNotes you know, and Apple notes and, and I'll title it, whatever the title is for that new project that we're going to do or whatever. And I'll start a bullet point and I'll think of everything that I can, little ideas or whatever. And I'll keep that open for at least a few weeks while I germinate, while I'm reading a book on mm. that particular topic, or while yes. I'm asking other people, any idea that I have, even waking up at 2am in the morning with an idea and you will have it. I'll roll over, I'll open up my note and I'll jot that note down. I'll go right back to sleep. By the end of that two weeks, what you will look back on are so many things that you would have forgotten had you not written it mm. down. That will help you as you move into that next project or mm. that next initiative now, can that you, you've got. Okay, so you're driving down the road. See, I, I get this. I get hey, windshield Hey, Siri, time. make a note. Hey, that, Siri, make a note. That's it. Absolutely. You, just, you have it open. Like, mm -hmm. I'll literally drive down the road. I'll have that note open, yeah. and I'll just leave it. And then I'll open up you know, the, the note or whatever, and there's the cursor blinking right next yeah. to the little deal, and I'll read it. I'll say, you know, here, here, you know, whatever the note is, I'll just and, speak it. And I just want to say to everybody, hear, hear what is happening right now. To him who has, more will be given. That's right. Yeah. What you're hearing about right now is stewardship, yeah. you know, and that's what opens the floodgates for more. And if you're feeling like in your life, it's like, hey, what about this? What about this? Hey, what are you doing right now right. where you are mm -hmm. deployed at right at this minute? Maybe you're feeling a little bit of good conviction. I'm feeling some good conviction from this to be like, yeah, let me double down on this stuff. Let me let me not wait because that's really the 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 sequence in which God blesses us. He's like faithful in the little, faithful mm -hmm. in much. If you've been given this and you're doing something with it, that's a person to be trusted with more. And uh, what a great mm -hmm. example. That's awesome. Guys. Okay. Well, can I do own it or loan it? Okay, Jason, do own it or loan it. Okay, own it or loan it, Invisalign. Own it. Own it? Yeah, Rachel David, Rachel did it. David needs to own that. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, well, that's kind of a, own like, it. why would I say loan it if you had crooked teeth and you didn't want braces? <laughs> I think it's own it for adults, loan it for kids. Yeah. 
it yeah, braces for right. kids, I think, are great because it's almost like, oh, the kid's growing up. That's great. But now if, if I see Eric rolling up in some braces, I'm like, dude, What's get up, some Invisalign, dude? Something's man. not right. Yeah. <laughs> Just okay. get some Invisalign. So we own it. All right. Well, that's it for our podcast. Let's be diligent. Let's build these habits so that we can make a kingdom impact. So always choose impact over income. But if you can have both, that's awesome. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Share it out to your friends. Share it with your pastor. Share it with your leaders. And hopefully this will be a blessing to the church. And you go out and be an expert owner. Take ownership of every area of your life. God bless you. I've been really, really feeling it. Feeling it. Gotta bust a move or a show. Let me-